don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. It just. It, it hurt. It just. What? It just. You know. But I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. <laughs> We're just gonna take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more. Hey, yo, it, <laughs> yo, Anderson, you cool with what? Out of there, did he? Yeah, yo, <laughs> he he was stumbling. He when she said rape, you know, there's, there's so many sexual connotations that come with that. He looked. He had the. He was laughing to himself, like, wait, what? And then he stumbled, like as a professional, he was stumbling trying to get to the break. I don't know what you just heard was Cameron called on the uh, uh, person who. Trape, excuse me, Donald Trump raped her Donald back Trape in the day. Name, yeah, that's a bar, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> raped her uh, back in the day, and she was on uh, Anderson Cooper 360, uh, attempting to tell her story. Uh, and that, but that was just one of the moments that kind of went off the rails from I think our point of view. But however, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Whenever the time you may be listening to this pod, we are better than you pod. Thank you for coming back. We are episode number twenty-two. We know we We should have celebrated episode twenty, but we are episode twenty-two. Consistent. I mean, at least the pod is consistent. I know I missed a few, but consistently hit y'all every single week with information, jokes, sports, whatever's hot in the media at the moment. Let's go around the room, say what's up to everybody. Joe, what's happening? Yo, I think it's wild that you started off laughing at some crazy rape lady, but, you know. No, no, I had to. She, she deserved it. I mean, she yeah. sounded a little wild, but maybe she off, though. I, I don't know, you know. I, yeah. I assume that Trump probably raped anybody that said that they raped him, that, that, that got raped by him, because Trump is trash. But, yeah, it's a good day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm chilling. I'm ready for the topic. God bless her, Joe. Yeah, God bless B, her. what's happening? <laughs> Everything is good, man. And I definitely feel like Trump raped her. I feel like, you know, like the way she was describing it, you know, she just looked at rape a little bit differently, but she was taken advantage of sexually. You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm going to call that rape. Good evening, colored people. We got white people <laughs> listen to us, y'all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Good evening, white people, too. They might be trying to get us the bag. Sorry, white people. I didn't mean to leave you out. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good pod. <laughs> but let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Lavar Molly. Molly and Lavar. Let's switch gears for a minute, as they say. Yeah, he's a nasty nigga. You probably wouldn't want to switch gears. <laughs> I switch gears a bunch of times. Switch gears is a new innuendo. <laughs> yeah, we running with that. Switch gears is a new innuendo. Yeah, but but on a serious note, I mean, we all seen it. It's all over the place. I'm I'm sure everybody who's listening to us have seen it as well. Uh, her reaction. You don't think so, Joe? Well, my my whole thing is like it's sports. You know what I'm saying? Some people listen yeah. for different reasons. So I figured we break it down for folks that don't know who Levar Ball is. I don't know. Y'all probably under a rock. He is the father of a current NBA player and a couple of sons that are aspiring to be NBA players. And he is a frequent uh, guest on sports television and like TMZ and shit like that. And Molly Karam, Molly Karam, that's her name? Yeah. She is the moderator on like probably the number one uh, sports debate show, First Take, uh, with uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Max, mm hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you take it from there about exactly what happened. 
Now they know the players. Oh, okay. So the, during the, a conversation that they were having, actually, I have the audio. Saying to you that you didn't have to come out with that statement. Well, like that. I'll wait till we get to the part. But he was having a conversation. They were going back and forth on that on that show as they always do. And Molly interjected, to trying to switch gears. But here, let's hear the audio so people can hear. Go ahead. So basically, it was that moment, that instant, that is kind of taking over the, I don't want to say taking over sports media, but kind of been news for a moment where she, it was seen, I don't want to say she felt, because I don't believe she's spoken. Has she spoken? Yeah, I heard it. No, but the way she treated it. Oh, she she did speak. Okay, I don't, Joe, what did she say? She said, oh, you know, I'm not really worried about it. I mean, it was inappropriate. That was about it. And then she just walked off. I think TMZ caught her. Oh, okay, okay. So it was just real quick. So she didn't really give a statement, statement. Yeah, she didn't go into it. So, but how it's being interpreted and how it's being framed right now is that that was some sort of sexual innuendo that he was do he was uh pushing on at Molly with the way you know she paused as you heard and you should look it up on YouTube so you can see it because the visual along with what was being said you'll kind of see how they were and how it's being framed in the media as if he was being making some type of sexual connotation towards her which I 100% believe that he's not and, and you know what the ill shit is right so the fuck what if he was that that wasn't like. That if he was, even if he did say, you could switch gears with me anytime. You know what I'm saying? And said that shit sexy. So the fuck what? That ain't no damn sexual yeah. harassment. He is a guest on their yeah. show. That is being cute and fucking flirty. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't even that. I mean, that's the ill shit. Because I know um, I watched this shit live. And I know Brian said he did too. And yeah. it was like, he was going back and forth with like Max Kellerman and like mostly Stephen A. Smith. And he was tired of hearing these folks talk. Just like Molly was, because she got to keep the show running. So she's like, "Can can we switch gears?" He said that. Can we? I we can switch gears. I mean, anytime. Pretty much saying like, "Yeah, just move on, girl." Like whatever. I don't give a fuck. I, I like you. I'm yeah. tired of these niggas talking. So I mean, but as soon as she said that shit, like I know Brian, he said, "Say you saw it. I saw it too. Like you saw her face and shit." So I like kind of get a little like, so I get a little dis. What what, what is it? A little dis. Like to, yeah, for the yeah, first. Go ahead. But but first, like I'm gonna be real with you, like she gave the look of yo, this dude is mm-hmm. hitting on me. You know what I mean? And so it it made it gave that impression. If she didn't do that, if she just responded, um and like if she just literally just did went back went about doing yeah. her job, then nobody would have thought anything about it. You know what I mean? But because she responded the way she did, then Stephen A responds the way he does and he says, Oh God, you know what I mean? And then everything right. looks a little bit yeah. different. But really, it wasn't like that because he said the same thing several times right. before. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Molly was unprofessional? I don't, know, I don't uh, know if she was unprofessional. Well, and, and I maybe, think she just maybe read it I'm, Maybe I'm using the wrong words because I'm looking at it. So if you think too back when... Um, I believe she okay. was being unprofessional. Okay. Because I didn't seen that show many times and shit. And I think I've seen motherfuckers. I'm pretty sure I've seen motherfuckers hear motherfuckers be a little cute with her. You know what I'm saying? It's probably before she's before yeah. she married. And I know fine-ass fucking Carrie Champion motherfuckers say they little cute shit to her way more than what LeVar would say to her. Oh, and yeah. Champion was like, <laughs> Champion give motherfucker a look at some shit and like, yo, shut down. Like, she wasn't scared. Like, I don't know what it is. I feel yeah. as though 
Molly maybe being married and shit. Well, now I ain't gonna say that. I think more so the climate that it is yeah. like right now. It's like everybody is like hypersensitive to shit. You know what I'm saying? And the fact is, like, she don't really like LeVar Ball. You know what I'm saying? She Boom. don't like him. I'm glad so you said that. Shit. Where, like, yeah. Where, where she took it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what that. That's exactly where, not to cut you, Joe, but that's exactly where it's, I think it's bullshit the rest of that. Like, like the climate and all the rest of this and, and her being married. Nope. It had 100% to do with the person that was saying it to her. And she decided to do that to him at that moment. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that was the reason I was saying, you know, was she unprofessional in that moment? Because we've seen several people be put in awkward positions, maybe not sexually, but just awkward. We recently, what we do, just like what, maybe two, two months ago, we watched Gail King stay calm, cool, collected, never broke what she was there to do when Robert, Robert Rob, right. Right, Robert. she controlled the interview. So what that just showed, that just Robert. showed. That just I mean, showed. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just making a point. I'm just making no, no, a point. That's no, why I said, no. was she unprofessional in that well, moment? Well, I'm just saying there's different levels to the shit. Molly, you know what I'm Gale. saying? There's yeah. different <laughs> levels. You, you, you got Gail Kay and you got fucking Molly yeah. Karam and shit, who is like, yeah. this is the best job she might ever have. You know what I'm saying? Like, and being the moderator between a fucking loud mouth and a super duper loud mouth. You know what I'm Besides saying? Besides being like, Jalen Rose's yeah. wife. I mean, you know, that. Well, no, that's not a job. That's like fucking. I don't know. That it is what it is, man. Like Molly, it's like it's like Levar said, yo. She got a dirty mind to take it there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I was gonna. Um, I was gonna read his statement because he did uh, release a statement, but I believe he was kind of caught. That was audio. They, they yeah, it was caught, caught on tape. And when they when they talked, they basically asked him, "How do you feel about being banned from ESPN?" <laughs> said, "How am I going to be banned? I don't work for them," which is true. He said, I'm going to be answering ESPN. I got my own show. I don't even have to respond to that on the fact that I meant no sexual intent on the fact that switch gears means changing topics to me. Her mind is in the gutter if she's thinking something else. Only time I hit on her is if she's breaking into my house and I mistake her for a boogeyman. <laughs> End quote. Right. Man, I, I so, I mean, so, I mean, pretty much, I think we've seen enough of our ball, like, talking to, like, kind of, like, get his, like, personality and shit. Yeah. And, like, that shit was like that shit was light, you know what I'm saying? He just threw that shit out there as fun to say. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. wasn't even like he ain't even give her no look like he was trying like it's like if you say that and you looking her up and down like you try to fuck, then I mean, yeah, but like nah, that shit was light. Yeah, he, he was like it was like dismissive and you switching at me anytime. Now and, 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 and we gotta be clear, like Lavar Ball for all the antics that people think he does, he's a smart dude. If you remember when he was on a Collins show, and I can't remember the, his co-host, that he was just like, you know what? I'm not <laughs> even dealing with you no more. Because he knew what it was. So he, he knew what it was, so he wouldn't put himself in a position where he's acting like that towards someone. He's not a dummy. At least I don't believe he's... Just to... Um, yeah. Go ahead, um, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, know, I was going to about to say, uh, I know you're probably going to say something else. I was just like, I, I think that's yeah. it. You know I, was gonna, um, as far as this I was just going to... I was just going to read uh, the ESPN statement because I know we were trying to figure out if we could verify that. Oh, okay. So ESPN released a statement to TMZ calling Ball's comment to crime completely inappropriate. Richard Deesh of The Athletic reported that ESPN has no plans moving forward to use Ball as an honor guest on the record digital source or background after his comment to Quirk. So ESPN didn't, you know, we were talking about that. They didn't come out. This is somebody else that's reported from The Athletic that, that came out with those, that oh. made those comments and that. 
Okay. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. is, ESPN probably ain't planning on using LeVar Ball. They planning that anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, 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 that's, that's whatever, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get by. Let, let, I'm ready to move past this time. No doubt. I mean, shit, the, get, whole, time. Like, the only reason we mentioned it is basically because it's bullshit. And it's like, yeah. it's like I you try, you try to sh- put this. I mean, I know she married to a black man, but it's like, yo, try and put this black man in this situation and shit, man. Make nigga look crazy. And from all we know, fucking LeVar be seen to be a stand-up nigga, man. Stand-up dude. So it's like, man, fuck all that bullshit, yo. But you can go on the next topic, though. Right. Yeah, nah, we could go We could go right into the um, the BET Awards. Uh, Sunday night, I'm sure a lot of people tuned in. I know I didn't necessarily tune in, but I felt while looking at everybody's Twitter and YouTube and everything, I was there watching the show with everybody else. I saw all the performances. I saw all the awards given out. What did you guys think? And what you thought of the B? Did you? I know you watched the BET Awards. What did you think? No, I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights, but okay. I I, I mean, I watched Twenty Minutes of Mary, and that was all worth it. I mean, she, oh, yeah, she did all the hits. She did all the hits. I love Mary Jane Lodge, I ain't watched none of that BET shit. I ain't watched a damn thing. Actually, I watched a piece of Tyler Perry speech. I guess we're talking about that shit, but nah, man, I'm mad, man. I gotta go back and check that Mary shit. I love Mary. Yeah, I liked yeah, I liked too. Mary until um Method Man came out my my wife bit her bottom lip. I was kinda upset about that. Oh yeah. I seen, <laughs> I seen, I seen a lot of the shit out there saying that Method Man like helped holding up real good. Still that Yeah. He looked like he about to do he looked like he about to do some type of action movie out here. He been doing he been he been um, you know what I mean, he been everywhere, you know, with his acting yeah. thing. But yeah, I didn't watch it either, man. I you know, we had a storm, my electricity was out that night. And the only thing I really saw was I, I did get to see Rihanna introduce Mary. Of course. You know, I saw that today. I saw that little two minutes that she gave. And then I saw, I didn't know that Mary was on for 20 minutes. I saw like a 30 second clip of her. But I didn't really watch too much of it. Oh, now she was in full Mary mode, the dances and all. A lack of dancing. The, yeah, the, meme, the, memes of, the memes of her dances is hilarious, yo. Yeah. But now, I, yeah, the performance is good. She brought out Kim. She brought out, um, she brought out Method. She definitely did all the hits. In all white and in traditional Mary fashion, the queen that she is. So salute to Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you one of my favorite, and I don't know if you guys saw it on the house, uh, on YouTube, but the one of my favorite performances was uh, her and YBN Corday. I thought they had a, um, I thought they had a great performance. Did anybody, did anybody see that? Yeah, I saw that. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was, I thought that was a dope performance. And from what we know, as, as I'm a huge fan of her, you know her smooth melodic flows and jazz. And, and kind of from a coming from a jazz standpoint, to have a, you know a rapper come out—that was the first time. I think I want to say the first time I've ever seen her in that in that world. I'll say or at least step into that world or bring somebody into her world. I should say, and he nailed it. I thought I thought the performance. I thought the performance was dope, all the way around. Oh man, I didn't I didn't watch the BET Awards, but salute to Mary. I just throw it out there. Yo, she was the inventor of R and B. You know what I mean? She the queen of that hip hop. She the queen of that that, that yeah. hip hop soul shit. Cause you gotta think before that it was soul music mm-hmm. and it was it was ballads and all the rest of that. And she 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 really yeah, crossed it over and, soul, and made yeah. it that that yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, no, she's definitely she different. The, the queen of hip hop soul. Yeah, so her ain't doing nothing. So her ain't doing nothing new. I mean Mary been doing that. Yeah, uh-huh. her ain't thick as Mary. I mean Mary thick ass couldn't dance worth shit. I mean, I don't look at her like that. Oh, yeah, who? 
Her? Now, say, I don't look at her. I don't, I don't kind of look. I think she had like, what, 20? I don't you know. Yeah, I mean, she's 21, 22. <laughs> she's legal, nigga. It's not like I said something like, yeah, <laughs> Alex, you out there, okay? Like, yeah. I don't know her age, so I'm, you know, I'm falling back. Right. No, I feel you. Know, I'm, I'm assuming she's of age because that's when you know she started to show her. I'm assuming, dog. Like we talked about her like on a couple episodes ago. Yeah, but I believe she's 21, yeah, 22. Don't act like she's 16. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> all right, we can move man. Yeah. All right, so I mean, I. Now, I mean, there were just, you know, dope performances. I thought, you know, uh, Nipsey, you know, him, him winning his award, having his whole family up there, the grandma, the grandmother speaking finished me, really. I mean, they could have just they they talking, they could have uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the whole family out there. The only person that kind of, that wasn't out there was um Black Sam, his brother. It was yeah. Nipsey. Oh, you know, wow. I, heard a clip of his, I heard a clip of Nipsey's mother talking. And yeah. he has this soothing voice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of, kind of, yeah, but she might be a little bit crazy. Say, it's kind of like, oh, cut me off. It's a soothing voice, oh, but you listen to it, it sounds kind of like cultish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like she brainwashed. Oh, she part of yeah, the cult. it sounds like, I mean, you know, God bless and No disrespect to Nipsey yeah. or, you know, his family now, but it's one of the weird soothing voices. Like she, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like she trying to, like, brainwash us or something. She's part of a yeah. cult. Oh, I mean, I don't. It ain't no. Ain't no like, yeah. It's like she out here saying the shit that made her part of that cult. Yeah. It's like, yo, after I was there after Nipsey got killed, and one of his friends was really distraught, and like I went over to him and put my hands on him and said, well, "All right, you know." I mean, I had to turn it off, yo. It was too cultish. I felt like I was being brainwashed and shit. Yeah, that's how she yeah. is. But nah, what else was good? The BET Awards, Alex. Niggas want to talk about the B2 or they know I've seen that shit. Nah, I mean, I'm making sure something about Tyler Perry's speech. Yeah, I thought Tyler. I remember in the group chat, you said, yo, Tyler's speech, and I thought it was Tyler. Yeah, nah, I thought thought, Tyler's speech spoke to something that a lot of people always talk about. Oh, yo, everybody leave the hood, everybody do this, everybody do that. But he came back, he said, why y'all kept talking? He was, I mean, in a sense, you listen to what he said, he's absolutely right. He said, y'all been talking about Oscar so white, y'all hashtagging this, hashtagging that. So while y'all was doing that, I was down here building my studio in the middle of the hood. So when kids walk by, they could say, damn, I could be in that, I could work for that, or I could own something like this one day myself. And, and he talked about that? the point, he talked about the point, the, the the land that he built that on was slave quarters, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, yeah, I hope somebody that. else saw it. I, I don't want to misquote him because I thought it was a very important point. Of the land that he built on, listen to it this yeah, the land that he that he built it on, he said was like slave quarters, and they were owned. He said now only one Negro owns all of that land. You know what I'm saying? He was just talking about the you know the point of the land that was that it was built on and everything like that. And I, which I didn't know, obviously. I, I mean, I don't know if you knew that being in Wakanda and everything like that, but I the whole mean, point of him. I mean, I figure if you got a studio, but I live on land and shit. Georgia, yeah, I live on white people own land, guys. Yeah, I mean, so, Georgia. So white people own. This well, I think land he was talking too. about from the from the from the from the slave aspect. Of, it, it, it was. I want to. I want to. I, wanna, I don't want to just. I don't want to discredit what he was saying. I think it should be nah, listened to. It, 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 it was. It was. It was, be, it was yeah. a specific thing yeah. that it was a, that he built. Yeah, it was Confederate Army. Oh, okay, that's different. Oh, that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. There you go. Confederate Army base. Correct. Correct. 
That makes way different than saying. Okay. I, mean, I know. Yeah, I like everything. my own. The land I yeah, own I now. Have, I <laughs> but I, I thought it was a good speech. I think. But nah, that's deep. Yeah. And I saw, uh, I saw Charlemagne. So that's how I knew that Tyler Perry gave a speech and not Tyler Perry. Because I saw like the rumor report that he watched on YouTube and shit. And I heard Charlemagne say mm-hmm. that he respect Tyler Perry, has a newfound respect for him. And I guess I kind of do too. Because Charlemagne was like, yeah, this nigga's wearing them dresses and shit for all that time. But he was wearing them dresses for his own shit. You know what I'm saying? To build his own shit on Confederate yeah. Army based land and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I guess yeah. it's cool if niggas yeah. wear dresses and act like buffoons and shit if they like really uplifting their people in the, in the long run. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, too. yeah, shout out to Tyler Perry, yo. Yo, yeah. Andrew, you put on a dress to uplift your people in movies? Sure. Word. Yeah. You kind of got to. kind of got to. I, I don't like. I don't, I don't understand the whole con, like the thing behind that. I mean, like, Flip Wilson had a career where he dressed up as a woman, and I mean, it's it's it's, it's acting. It's what actors do. So I have a thing I have about a thing that. About so I, I have no, like, like I, I have a thing. Like, all right, you're allowed to do it until you really get on. Once you get on and you're still doing it, like, then it's something else. And that's why I looked yeah, at Tyler Perry a little bit crazy, because it was like it was like, yo, Jamie Foxx stopped doing it. You know what I mean? Martin stopped doing it. You know what I mean? As soon as they got big, they was like, nah, we ain't doing that dress thing no more. Right? So how you Eddie feel about Tyler. Eddie Murphy? Just Eddie and Tyler. I mean, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, cool. I mean, Eddie Murphy was mad to... <clears throat> Excuse me. Nicole, Eddie Murphy changed, Nicole though. Murphy wanted to find this woman I seen in a minute to be old as she is and shit. So, I mean, Eddie Murphy's mad to that for a while, so I salute Eddie Murphy. And they also said Eddie Murphy was creeping with a... Uh, what what to do, Johnny uh, Gill? So I don't know what Eddie's doing. You know, I mean, I, I, whatever. Eddie, Eddie Jerry, changed kind of though. Like Eddie, Eddie, young Eddie was young Eddie was a G. You know yeah. what I mean? And the older Eddie got, I think he got too deep into that Hollywood stuff. You know what I mean? He seemed see pretty cool in like recent shit I seen though. See, like, got, yeah, he's still mad see, like, cool, but he but Hollywood is effeminate, yeah, see, yo. Like you yeah, gotta think so a little I mean, bit. I, I mean, I, mean, we, I think we're gonna I find out. I think we're gonna find out a little bit more about Eddie. I'm looking forward to uh, his comedians. I don't think Eddie gay. I just think I just think Hollywood is yeah, a feminine, yeah. and he got into the culture of that. You know what I mean? A little bit too much, and that's. Well, I'll yeah, be looking was, forward though. to his um, comedians and cars with Jerry Seinfeld. I'm looking forward to his episode coming up this season on that show. Yeah. Uh, we can move Trump on from did. the BET Awards and talk about Trump. Um, so we're going right into um. Trump and John sent. Let me pull that story back up. Who's John Sanders? Um, he's he's the he's the um customs the, um, border patrol guy that yeah. yeah, acting he's commissioner. That's the like, okay, he's in charge there. Well, he just quit. Today. He was the acting commissioner. Okay, okay, the dude that quit. Did he quit because he was under fire? Or did he quit as a protest to the shit? What, what was it? Is he a good guy? I, you know what? Guy? You know you know what though, Joe. You, yeah. To Let's be honest with it. you. I think that deserves a conversation. My angle of it was that he quit because they're sending the kids back. But if you asking that question, it deserves a thought. I didn't, okay. you know what I mean? You know I mean? Yeah, no, let's talk. Let's let's let, let keep yeah. let's keep going. With it, it just happened today, so we don't know. Like, but but it deserves a thought. What you just said. Okay. But I'm saying let's keep going. We already on it. Okay. Well, bring so, the topic up, though. Well, you yeah, no, nah, I am. Yeah. I am. I am. I'm just saying, let's leave all this shit in. Um, talking about the resignation of John Sanders, the U.S. Customs and Borders, excuse me, U.S. Customs and Border Protections 
acting commissioner, right. you know, he resigned shortly after officials said that more than 100 children would be returned to a troubled border. And we were already talking about it. So I want to, do you want to continue with that thought or that thought process? That yeah. You well, yeah, Wait, no, but, but first, well, well, first, let, let's just, let's, let's give a, a little bit of insight. Like, I, I just yeah. want to say where I was coming from with it, because he's right. Like, it was heavy under fire. So, so like, the woman goes in front of the court um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not at all, I don't even remember what court it was, but it's, it's a video that's going around everywhere because mm-hmm. she said that the kids didn't, um, didn't need toothpaste or soap. You know what I mean? And the judges were all pressing her like, well, you got them sleeping on the ground with, with like uh, aluminum blankets and shit. Like it's, it's, all, it's fucked up conditions. The judges were pressing. And so she was fighting back against that shit, right? So there, there was heavy fire about this. So then Joe asking the question, did he quit because they, they were under pressure or did he quit because he, because he didn't support what they're doing? And that's an open question because my my initial reaction, but maybe it's because I'm being high minded, was they're sending a hundred kids back to those camps today. You know what I mean? They had, they had moved those kids away from those camps. They're sending a hundred kids back to those camps today. And as soon as that's announced, this dude says he's quitting. And so in my thought, it was all right. He's he's quitting as kind of a protest. But then Joe said he what he said, and I think that deserves a thought. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole thing is, it's like, um, I, I don't know this whole story. This, these hundred, are these Mexicans? Okay, wait, wait. Wait, okay, so, this, so time out. So, so kind of, it's, it's the Mexican border, but they're coming from like all over. You know what mm. I mean? Venezuela, Guatemala, you know what I mean? Like they're coming. Ah, uh, okay, so they're like just, you know, general like Mexicans yeah. to people that don't know. Right, absolutely. That there are other Spanish-speaking people, right, 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 like right, South Americans. Okay, right. A large number of them are, are not Mexicans, though. They're, they've been from, you know, I mean, other places. And are these just children without like parents? Or what is yes. This? So, so the policy of the Trump administration was to separate wow. their children from the parents um, as soon as they come across the border if, if they're found to be illegal, and that was supposed to be a deterrent. Of course, it was not a deterrent, and Immigration kind of ramped up. So it was at like some some odd year low. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was like something like a 30 something year low under Obama, who, you know, quite as a cat was called the deporter in chief because he was deporting motherfuckers heavily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then so then Trump comes in acting like he's the biggest deporter guy ever and and um, and and the biggest anti-immigration guy ever. And he enacts all these policies that are separatist and then immigration becomes a problem again you know what i mean mm. and he's and then trump's out here blaming the separation policy on obama said oh we did that we started this policy under obama which of course isn't true and if it was true then trump would be the first person to end it you know what i mean because trump yeah. ends everything that has to do with obama so now he's touting it because he's saying it it's under the obama administration so so this is the this is the, the um, thought process of what Trump has kind of set up. And like I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Omarosa has said that they keep a list of topics in their uh, back pocket that kind of, uh, that, that when things are going least, bad, yeah. they, pull it, they pull it out. To I mean, switch gears. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's just good sense. That's yeah. just like... And they kind of believe in the topics, but they know that they're going to be hot, but oh, wild issues. Yeah, you know what I mean? You got to wag the dog sometimes when she right. gets, you know. 
And so this this was one of them. And so what initially the, the child separation policy was was a was was a topic during a really tough time in, in the um, Trump administration, I think like last year or something like that. Right. And so he dropped or might have been two years ago and he drops the topic and it becomes like the, the biggest thing. And America just didn't like it. His poll numbers would drop and it was crazy. And that's when he started blaming it on Obama. And you've seen it. But then they, they've been trying to kind of like own it and saying, Oh, uh, I'm for the border. And then they're saying, Oh, but Obama did it too. So we're getting like eight different messages about it from them. Meanwhile, children that have been separated, never been connected back to their um, parents because you don't know, they don't know, they, they, they're not able to, um, they don't, they're not keeping good records. And then a lot of children have also died and no children have died under the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's that as well. Omarosa, fine. I'm at an IG right now. I'm at Omarosa. Yeah. But now nah, that's fat. How old yeah. are these kids? Are these like little kids or like, are they teenagers? They're, like, they, they, they're, uh, some of them are babies. No, it's not, you know, there, there, there isn't, isn't an age limit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there isn't an age limit on when we're calling them kids. It's nine-year-olds, eight-year-olds, seven-year-olds, six-year-olds. They've been babies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not getting changed. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's not like some small thing. It's actually kind of sad like, to even think about or talk about. You know what I mean? Because, but this has been the policy of the Trump administration from the time he's gotten into office and um and it's been one of them horrible yeah. things that I guess people talk about every once mm-hmm. in a while. You know what I mean? And again it just became a hot topic because it came it went back in front of the yeah, and plus the um the uh, a physician Dali Lucio Sever I don't I won't pronounce her name Severi was granted access to the largest detention center in uh in uh in the country in McAllen, Texas. And she described the facility as having extreme cold temperatures Lights on 24 mm. hours a day, no adequate access to medical care, basic sanitation, right. water, or adequate food. That's what the judges yeah. were saying. Exactly. Okay, so that's probably where yeah. they got it from. She was allowed on. She was allowed on uh, in the det- in that one specific detention center, and she came back talking about you know what she had seen and what she you know and you can just go and anybody can go online and, then, and look at the pictures. I mean, what you were talking about like the aluminum. Like I'm looking at a picture of it right yeah. now. Like you can go online and see. Right, it's there. The visuals are there. You can. It's not hidden anymore. And then, and then, obviously, we all know, and and um, we know AOC and how she's like a a hot topic um a starter, you know, especially for the liberal portion of the Democratic Party. And so she's at. She put went out and said that they're like concentration camps, and then that became another issue that kind of blew up and has been a hot topic. Or whether whether or not it's been concentration camps, and then you've seen um, pictures of of the barracks that the children have been living in, and then pictures of old concentration camps, and you know people have become literal about this, and it's been like one of those. Man, top five, that's five, some um, that's some wild shit. Topics. I mean, you got a hundred kids, right? And I no, there's more than a hundred. It's one hundred. One hundred percent. You got today. all these kids, right? Yeah. And we live in the fucking yeah. United States of America and shit, right? And we, you know, we try to yeah. send these kids back and do whatever the fuck we doing. And like, if if it, if that's how people want to do that shit, like if that's how America want to do it as a whole, cool. But if you gonna do it, man, you gotta make that shit clean, man. Like, you would yeah. it take? How much would it take? As much money as America spends on all kinds of shit, how much would it money. take to put these kids up either like in a hotel, like at least have these, have them have like adequate like beds and shit, have them had like nurses. Yeah, and, but Joe, they've been framed. They've been framed. And they've been framed and put in such a light 
regardless if they're kids. Nah, man. Not understand your aspect kids, of it, man. but I'm just saying they've been put. That's how they've been framed. Like, yo, we don't give a fuck. We want them out. So we don't give a fuck about how you treat them. Just get them out. Nah, that shit foul, man. Because I mean, fuck. it is foul. And yeah. I agree. I 100% agree. I'm just saying how the administration has been framing them. Well, my shit is you know that, that, that's that all shit, that I'm saying. That shit is so foul that like I can't I can't think that like even half America would be down with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah, like right. the most foulest of motherfuckers, like. You know, it's like shit, man. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's a fucking thing, bro. It's crazy. They all, you know, Joe's right, man. This this one hundred percent. Yeah, and he's yeah, he's right. Like the 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 border wall itself, like it will never actually happen. So all of this right. stuff is to just hide the fact that he'll never be able to do the thing. And the border wall itself would cost five point seven billion dollars, right? We only get you know what else two, we can right? do with the, you know what else we can the border wall itself will cost five point seven billion dollars, okay? And you know what else we could do with those, with that five point seven billion dollars? We can pay three eight hour shifts of people fifteen dollars an hour to sit every quarter mile of the two hundred miles for over a hundred years for that. So we could actually have physical people. It could be a jobs program if he was that worried about it. So it isn't about the wall and it isn't about protection. It's about elections, and that's the problem with this shit. You know what I mean? The problem with this shit is that that we're using people. At bartering mm-hmm. tools for p- political right. gain. Shitty, bro. Shitty. Um, yeah. You know, let's uh, go uh, to. <laughs> I just I have a soft spot for children. Like any type of anything, anytime something's being is happening to a kid, you know what I'm saying. I just feel like they they hopeless, they harmless, in a sense of like you you got to give. They need an opportunity. Yeah, man. You don't need to. You don't need to ruin like. Even if these kids get out, like what type of what damage did you did you do to them? I mean, unless you separate them. I mean, unless, parents, unless they're man. super predators, you know what I'm saying? Then <laughs> fuck them. But for the most yeah, part, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know I, I, yeah, I harken back to CP5. That's all I can say is like what what you do to these kids is you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You can ruin them and change the, and change the entire direction of life based upon mm-hmm. what you do to them. But I'll we're gonna pray for them kids. God bless us. You know, a Joe. God bless to them. Yeah, you know, bless. stay safe. Talk about yeah, be safe though, no doubt. Beto's war tax. Um, I'ma just come out and say it. I, I read briefly about it. I read briefly into what it's about. Um, you know, one hundred just put my thoughts out there because I know you guys are probably gonna have a lot to say about it. I, I read what it is, I don't because it doesn't affect me directly. It's probably why I feel that way. Does it? Yeah, what are you talking about? Beatles war tax. Well, what is... Yeah, I no, mean, I mean, it does affect you. You're not, you not a military family, right? Yeah. Say what? It, I mean, no, I, I mean, don't have a military family. I know, so now we get down to it. Like, Beto O'Rourke, everybody knows he's uh, the... Uh, is he, was he a congressman or something? Yeah, Texas? The, po- the politician uh, at Texas running... Yeah, he was a congressman. Or, uh, president. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the things he's proposing as part of his platform is... Uh, is a war tax, you know what I'm saying? And he proposes that the uh, affluent people of the United States of America who don't have military, don't have um, people serving in the military pay a certain tax. Well, everybody pretty much pay a certain, pay a certain yeah. tax so that um, military members can have uh, the health care or some shit like that, right? Or like yeah. the vets can have health care. And I mean, and it's Absolutely. on like a sliding scale. I mean, it's a cool enough thing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not like, Ain't that's gonna bang people in the head, but 
if you're a household making more than $200,000, you'd only pay $1,000 in a year. So it's not really like anything yeah, crazy. It's nothing crazy, but it's just something that seems a little weird to like throw out there to me as like sort of the platform. I just saw it and it's like, I think when I look at my little bracket, it's made like a couple hundred dollars or shit like that. But it's just, it's just different. Yeah. And my whole thing is, I don't know if I want a couple hundred dollars. It's my couple hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know if I want that taken out for sure. Okay. That's me. You know? So can I can I just can I just say like why he would say something like yeah. that? It's because we were we are still in the middle of the longest wars in American history, yet less than one percent of Americans are involved in the military in military in general now. Okay, mm-hmm. and before in previous times when we had our our longest wars like say World War Two like the whole nation would get involved. We would shut down entire factories and start producing just for the mm-hmm. military. So everybody, so it used to be a charge of Americans. And so it, it kind of forced us not to get into silly mm-hmm. wars. You know what I mean? And, and it also created jobs and, and, and created a mentality of unity because we were all involved in whatever yeah. happened before. And now we're pretty much removed from it now. And so nobody really thinks about this shit. And that's why it's lasting forever. You know what I mean? And so... What, what it is, is what, what he's saying is, is not just we're going to help pay for these people, but it's like, listen, we're all responsible for each other, especially the political sense of this war. And we got to hold our politicians accountable. And if my money is going to this shit, just like if I don't have kids, but I live in a public school system, I don't want the public school system to be fucked up because my taxes are going towards mm-hmm. that shit. You know what I mean? And so I, I think it's, it's sort of like a united mentality. I'm, you know, I, I haven't really delved into... Um, listening to him talk mm-hmm. about it. Only thing I did was, you know, read a brief description of it because you guys wanted yeah. to discuss it. Um, but that's what I got from it. It's 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 kind of a step back to because people have been talking about ways to do this forever. So it's not like he's the first. It's just a different way of going. Oh, my about whole thing it. is he has like this whole like veterans plan or some shit like that. that I heard. I heard it's like a piece of yeah. it. So I'm wondering. So I mean, it's the first piece and. Like you said, if you make over two hundred thousand, you're only paying a thousand dollars a year for this. And if you make less than yeah. thirty thousand, it's only twenty five dollars. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, right. it's, it's not right. anything. It's going to cost between for, for a, a year. whole year. So I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's not even lunch money. It's not. It's nothing. It's it's, it's yeah. change that you find in your house. You know what I'm saying? Even if you broke your shit like over the year. You know? So yeah. I mean, so it's not much. But my whole thing with it is right. Okay, they take a couple hundred out for this, right? This is just part of like his veterans plan. What else is in it? What else are they going to take money out for? You know what I'm saying? I feel as though he's going to just like, mm-hmm. I feel as though this is just part of like just more and more like taxes and shit. And I think the shit's going to like add up. And my whole thing is this, whatever I make a year, cool. But if like this and like a dozen other things pop up, then it ain't just a couple hundred dollars. It's going to be like a couple thousand dollars and shit. And is this going to replace the fucking whatever the lump they take out of my check anyway, I don't know where the fuck it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, 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 what is this? You know, I mean, I say God bless the veterans. You know what I'm saying? Because I have people in my family that have served. You know what I'm saying? I have friends that have served and all that stuff. And, and you know, yeah. I, I don't want them, them to get short of anything because that's some shit that I would never fucking do. You know what I'm saying? I, and I, and I, I work like a civilian job on a fucking naval base. But shit, I would never go serve for this country overseas or like that, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, me neither. Yeah, you know, 
I, I you know, sometimes I, I thought, you know, maybe it might have been a cool yeah. thing because they get everything paid for. Yeah. But then after a while, they, they don't, you know, their education and stuff, it depends on where you yeah, want to go. Yeah, I mean, I, mean? Yeah, I know some folks that went there yeah. and they are far better people than they would have been if they did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I know a couple of like vice versa that would have been better off not being there. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, we really didn't have much to say. So this, but... now that you... Well, no, but now that you just brought up that, I mean, you brought up what's coming out of your, your check. I mean, there is there is uh, um, another thing that, that's been going on, Trump and them, you know, while we're on it, before we move on to the next topic. Like, Trump and them is still is still sticking to a forecast of a 25% cut uh, to the Social Security in 15 mm. years. And, you know, that's a huge hit because, you know, 40, 48% of Americans over 55 have nothing in either 401k or IRA. You know what I mean? And so and most of them, like over half of them, maybe about 80 percent of them don't even have a traditional pension. So, you know, what I mean, like the, the money is being taken from people regularly and there's no backstop these days. And so I think that's just something else to think about uh, when we're having all these conversations about where money's going and how and how we're spending. Yeah, and so you mentioned uh, Social Security and people not having pensions and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's real, you know, you. Folks to be scared to age, you know what I mean? You don't have to work yeah. for us. Folks working long and long and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we got the upcoming uh, debates, excuse me, debate coming up this week. Let's get some thoughts on where we think this is going, how it's going to look, what we're looking like. Last week, we gave y'all a rundown, especially we specifically gave that to you in lieu of what was coming up this week with the yeah. debate. So, Let's talk about what we're looking at, how everybody's positioning themselves. Obviously, going back to what we just spoke about, Beto came out with this, with the war tax strategically, so that I'm assuming that he had a talking point when he got on that debate stage of some sort. So how are we looking with the, with the debate? One thing I'm wondering is, like, uh, how this, uh, all this student loan talk shit is going to be, this reparation shit. Those seem to be really, like, hot. Like, I see, They're gonna I be see like, Elizabeth Warren with her... Uh, with her thing about how they're gonna like pay off all of these student loans, like tax the hell out of like the Uber rich or some shit like that to like pay for it. Mm-hmm. I think Bernie Sanders has his plan, which uh, I don't know if the same shit he been had or if he like reworked it or whatever, but not much. He always reworks it. He's he's, he's be re- reworking the same type of yeah. plans for the student loan shit for the last like twenty yeah. years. You know what I mean? And it's always gonna be a hot topic. And uh, and uh, I'll tell you why. Like, all right, so full time working for minimum wage needed to pay off one year of average college tuition in 1979 was two dollars and ninety cents an hour for nine point six weeks, and now it's seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour for eighty one point two weeks. So it's like you got to work forever just to pay off a year worth of your college of your average college tuition and that's weighing on people's brains i mean you know the inflation of of uh two things have been horrible it's been healthcare and college tuition and we've been attacking healthcare even though you know it still needs to be attacked a lot more but we've been attacking healthcare and we're it's headed towards the right path we kind of slowed the cost curve and, and kind of kind of started the, the reverse on, on healthcare. We've done nothing towards college tuition. In fact, we've expanded it because now we have different ways to go to college with the internet, the, with the online colleges mm-hmm. and all the rest of this shit. And, but they're still charging like the bricks and mortars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
college tuition is a big. I mean, college is. Like, I, I, I want to say it's not what it used to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. So, and, and and as far as the um reparations shit goes, I don't know what actually made it a hot topic, yo. You know what I mean? Especially in the Democrat Party. I, like, I actually, I honestly do not know at all. Maybe it was the, the fact that Obama was in office and now he's not anymore and people wanted to discuss yeah. it. You know what I mean? And so it just, it popped up. But it's like, I I, I agree with the Tennessee Coates um, side of the conversation as far as reparations go. I think that we have commissions for everything else. There needs to be a commission to study the idea of what reparations even means. Well, like people think that it's just money. I don't even know if it's just you know money. What? Like I don't even know if reparations would even mean money, and, and we need to know who should get it, how they should get it. It needs to be studied and you know thought I, about. So I think any conversation yeah. attacking reparations, I think it's it's small minded because I've I've heard black people even attack it. I think those are all small minded because <laughs> we even ha- we've never even been able to discuss the conversation or begin to discuss the conversation of what that even means. We need a commission. You know what I think reparations really should be though. Like, I'm just gonna keep be real simple with it. I think reparations should be all of these like little social programs and shit like that that they put in place, like affirmative action stuff and educational opportunity funds and all of these like uh, low income housing and all these different loans and things and shit. I think Mm -hmm. that that's what reparations really should have been over the years. And I think that some people have reaped the benefits of those things. But the problem is that some time ago, instead of saying this is for fucking black people or black Americans, you know, descendants of slaves that got fucked over in the country, the reason why they really have these mm. things, they replaced fucking black American with minority and shit. And you yeah. have any person of color or any person that is not a white male claiming some kind of minority or some kind of oppression, and they're getting like more pieces of these things, you know what I'm saying? And and I think if they could fix some of the programs they already have in place to focus exactly on African Americans and shit, the sentence of, you know, you know, children of the diaspora, I'm, then it might be like a good step. So I mean they gotta rework them. I'm sixty five percent I'm sixty five percent to seventy percent in agreement with mm-hmm. you, Joe. I think you're absolutely right that we should like not matter of fact, like maybe even more than that. Like but I just have other thoughts on the matter. Like, like you're absolutely right. Listen, the Homestead Act, which created thousands of the, the white millionaire families in America, mm-hmm. explicitly just denied black people from entry at all. And that was giving out free fucking land in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Back when it wasn't shit. You know what I mean? And so now, like, I, what I want is, yeah, but I want low interest loans or zero interest loans. You know what I mean? <laughs> or at homes or some shit like that. Like that would be a good start. And I also want, I want, also want initial entry on the cannabis industry mm-hmm. since you locking us up for all this shit. Like I want reparations for all this shit that you did since you didn't give us reparations. Uh, and, that, and, that, and that's you know what real I mean? shit. I mean, I I think they should really treat us like that. But here's where the problem comes yeah. in. As descendants mm-hmm. of like. Uh, are we all? I mean, well, I, I know I am like pretty much a descendant. Like, no, you're but, right. But, no, that that that's why I said we need a commission and, uh, because who is? I said that in my initial yeah. statement. Who deserves even reparations? Yeah. It belongs in the conversation, and, that, and, that, and so that's why we yeah. need to have a longer conversation about it. We've never yeah, actually and had that, it, and, that, and that's like where. Oh, damn, I had a little point, but not. That's kind of where. Oh, um, not, the whole thing is like that's kind of like where I'm at with it is the fact that people that are actually like like 
maybe full-blooded or like have or whatever like descendants of those like people that were enslaved people that were enslaved here like i think the number like just the population is like just actual african-americans in that sense is like just shrinking so much you know what i'm saying and i mean that's cool it's a melting pot we got brothers and sisters coming from uh all over the place and then folks whatever it's a beautiful thing but i think like it gets it's so like watered down and shit that if like African Americans can't really get their shit off to the point where it's just us because it's like we start getting reparations and we we, we say oh we trying to get it for this set group of people that deserve it or whatever it's like there's gonna be a whole bunch of me too you know what I'm saying and it's it's, it's gonna be a whole bunch of like yo what about me me too I'm living in the same hood as you and it's like yeah but you Puerto Rican it's different you know what I'm saying it's like and and, and I don't think I don't. I don't think they're ever going to really pinpoint the folks that really, really deserve it. That's going to keep doing these blanket things like over the hood or just over this, that, whatever. And it's going to be folks that work their way around shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they got all this shit. They got like shit for like minority owned fucking uh, companies and shit or like that fucking they'll get some kind of break on like getting contracts and shit like that. But then a lot of those companies, it's like they'll have like some person that's like a figurehead or something that supposedly own 51% of the company, but the company pretty much a whole bunch of white folks. I mean, it's just so many ways folks get around shit, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't have faith that the country is going to ever really get reparations right, you know what I'm saying? So, it is what it is. And, that, and, that, and, that's, like, and that's one of the reasons that I, like, feel some type of way about Democrats, like, just talking about this shit. I feel like some black, I feel like some one of these Democrats went somewhere tried to impress some black folks and everybody else thought they had to jump on the same fucking wave and shit because they want black folks to come out and vote for them. Now it was it was it was um Bernie Sanders that really made this a hot topic, man. He said because he came out and said last time it, the thing the reason he didn't the reason he lost is because he didn't focus on um African Americans mm-hmm. as much enough. Yeah. yeah, but it's weird though. Well, speak to yeah. it then. The bill that Ta-Nehisi Coates and Danny Glover went to Congress to speak about wasn't necessarily like for reparations. It It is. Let me revise that. It is for slavery, but it's basically to pass a bill to create a commission to study. That's what I said. Right. It's basically study. It's like we're not trying to get answers. I think that it's it's something too convoluted and it's something that's so deeply ingrained in our American history that are we deserving of something? Sure, but you can't figure out one exact pinpoint way. There are ways that we've been discussing it. And the thing that you brought about zero interest loans, things of that nature, it might be a cash payout. payout. It might be, you know, providing better health care or mental health care to African-Americans and things like that. I get it. I understand that. But I think more than anything else is that I, I have an issue with them trying to use it for a political gain. I, right. I agree with you guys 100%. I don't like the way that people are using it as mm-hmm. a topic or as a political point. It's something that definitely goes a lot deeper than that and deserves the attention. And that's what the bill is for, to try to find like rational ways to kind of come about finding a solution to something that we are technically owed. Now, I understand that we're going to speak about different races and that we're going to talk about other ethnicities and so on and so forth, but we're speaking quite specifically of the African-American experience in America and everything that's kind of going along with it and everything that's been taken advantage of and that we still suffer from as of today. I mean, I know we were just talking about um, when uh, the the Netflix show about the Exonerator 5 last week. 
But before that, um, Ava DuVernay had had 13th. And when you get that and you really watch that show and you get a really good understanding of it, you kind of understand, like, yeah, we probably do need reparations and we are owed something because we were freed, but we weren't freed. They, they put other laws in, in place that basically keep us still enslaved and it still carries on to this day. There is some remnants of slavery that are very specific that we are super aware of. The thing is that we want to find an answer to it, and I hope that we do. More important than anything else, I just get tired of politicians trying to use this as political gain, as a platform to get black people behind them. I, I wish they would give us more credit and you know, let us realize that we have way more intelligence than this. Like, this isn't going to be the thing that's going to put you in the office. It's good to have, but don't make this your platform. Don't make us you know, try to get behind you just because you want to make sure you get the black vote. If you want to get the black vote, there's a thousand other ways. There's a thousand other ways. But this ain't it. Shit. I want them to to patronize me, motherfucker. I mean, Come to my community and do everything you think you need to do to get my damn mm-hmm. vote. We've been asking for that for years. Because they do it now, it's, it's, it, we're mad about it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck why they do it. Why asking for somebody to have good intentions behind something that that would me, be meaningful to me? It sounds kind of yeah. backwards. I don't, I don't care give about a fuck what your intentions are as long as it's meaningful. Me. So I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. You want to keep talking it. Um, say something real. You know what I'm saying? Say something real. You know what I'm saying? And like, if you get like any kind of like you know votes or clouts off the shit, then. People need to hold, hold them up yeah. accountable and shit. But yeah, man, I always go back to the fact that it's like African-American. It's like such a unique experience now. Like that folks don't like some folks that shouldn't, some folks that should know it, they don't even like realize the difference. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I think we all like, you know, pretty intellectual and shit. We thinkers, you know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of folks that really don't see no difference between them being African-American and like maybe someone coming from like the West Indies or even someone coming from Africa and shit. They might joke about right. their culture, but they don't get the fact that this is the land of our oppression. This is the land of a lot of people's salvation. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's just different. And the shit gets so watered down. It's like, I swear, if even if they had a commission, they got down to it, all the shit African-Americans should get, then you have motherfuckers saying, well, my peoples were slaves in the West Indies or my peoples were slaves here or this, that, whatever and shit. And I think niggas will fuck it up, man. I think... Nah, they'd be I over mean, there. I don't know, man. I mean, the whole thing is, it's like, I think it is very simple. People talk about all oh, shit. We got to study this. We got to study that. No, it's very fucking simple. There's certain ways that African-Americans are fucked up in the United States of America. You say mentally, you say financially, and all these social economical shit, all that shit is real simple. You find ways to make school a little bit cheaper for fucking black folks. Or make sure they got better schools in these black areas and shit like that. Make it a little bit easier for black folks to get some fucking loans and shit. Do that for, even if you just did that for like a set amount of time. Like, okay, starting now for the next 20 years, this shit is going to be a little bit easier across the board for black folks and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's all you really need to do. That's all you really need to do. And hold people accountable to make sure that the folks that deserve the shit get the shit. I, I think that you know it's that, and listen, man, it's cool. I just think that it, it it's never been right. looked at, taking time to think about what may benefit black people mm-hmm. in America, African Americans in America, descendants mm-hmm. of slaves in America, the most. And you know, then and I think that that needs that deserves. And, 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 I, and guess what's gonna happen? 
they're going to keep talking about, maybe talking about, talking about until like African Americans in the sense of African Americans is about like one or two percent of the fucking population because we'll be so mixed that no one is going to give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but but also no, but also true. But also true with those commissions, what, what, what comes from things like that, those commissions are certain cures and ideas and thoughts that are end up being taken care of in the private industry as well. Like, I understand what you're saying, Joe, but it's this, these things have nev- literally never been explored in this way before. They've been pushed to the side or pushed, kicked down the road. And all we're asking for is, is people is to look at it and they're saying, no, we don't even want to look at it. Think about how deep that is. People don't want to look at it because they don't want to end up giving black folks a check. But nobody's even asking for a check. Think about what we're saying to you. We're just saying we need to look at what the possible... We just had a Mueller report. We just had a whole commission and everything for a Mueller report, right? That that, that said that that the president of the United States obstructed justice 10 times. And he's not going to jail or anything. So say, just because we cre- create a commission does not mean they, they know good and well that it doesn't mean that money is coming out of their pockets. They don't want to explore it. Because it will change the momentum and the idea and the thought process of what right. might happen. You know what I'm saying? I think about that. I think about that. Something you put in uh, earlier, uh, I don't know if it was last week or over the weekend, um, that marathon, that little cartoon you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like that's, yeah. I mean, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You talk about how many times we got quote unquote lapped. Yeah. And how we were held back, and then the pitfalls. I mean, that that I thought that um that tweet was, was powerful, with no words. I think people should look into the Homestead Act. Yeah, I know. I think people need really need to look into the Homestead Act, and and its impact uh, impact not on Black Americans, but its impact on White Americans. And just when you read about the Homestead Act, what you may not realize. Until you deep, till you delve deeper in it, is that it explicitly denied us entry into in, into involvement in the Homestead Act, which gave land and money for land to multiple families, thousands of families of white mm-hmm. Americans that then went on to become millionaires just by virtue of the fact that they had good. It sounds like America. So I think we, I, I think we, we need a board. We need a, we need a board. We also need, and we've talked about it several times. So I know I have. You know, we need a, a whole pod just on reparations because I think it's a huge yeah. topic, and I don't think people understand. You know, it's not just forty acres in New York. I think it's a little in two thousand nineteen. It's a little bit deeper than that, but I think we should take a break here and come right back. Okay. Come back into it. We had the NBA awards. Some shit I really don't care about. <laughs> but no, nah, we, well, we, we, we didn't have them ourselves. I mean, the NBA nah, put the show yeah, up. we didn't have we. <laughs> we wasn't invited. We wasn't. I don't know about y'all. I was invited. We were y- y'all. Shit, y'all made me. Uh, we had the and not we, but the NBA awards happened yesterday, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Why? Uh, you know what? I don't even know who was rookie of the year. Y'all have to give me. The I one. bet the NBA awards. You know, for the regular season awards and shit from the NBA, the regular season been over for two whole fucking months, and we knew everybody that was going to win every single fucking award, I swear to God, and they finally put on this show, and it's a beautiful show, and I think the players really like um, coming out and, like, showing out, feeling like celebrities, 
It's mm-hmm. kind of got that Espy's feel or whatever. But you know, Shaquille O'Neal hosted it, um, and they just gave out these awards for all these fucking awards, like Rookie of the Year. They gave this shit to Luka Doncic. We knew he was gonna get that shit. Trey gave- Young deserved that shit, though. You know what I mean? Trey Young owned the second half of the season. Luka Doncic was just more hype. Let's go. Yeah, pretty much. And then they gave a uh, Six Man of the Year to Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, much deserved. This shit, they should just name that shit after him. People say, like, for real, that's my nigga. Shout out to Lou Williams. They gave Defensive Player of the Year to uh, Rudy Gobert for the second year in a row. Um, I think it's much deserved. He was up against Paul George and um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know what I'm saying? So he got that. And they gave Most Improved, and I love when they gave Most Improved to Pascal Siakam. That yeah. was a that was a pretty competitive. Um, you yeah. know, I knew he was going to get it. Oh, you did. I, I knew it. I, I knew I'm it. not sure I did. Over Darren Fox. I was sure he was going to get it. Over Derrick Rose. No, not Derrick Rose. The um, D'Angelo Russell. Russell. They all deserved it. They no, all I mean, no, no. I think they were all deserved it, but I but I knew that Pascal was going to get it, and I think a lot of other folks said they knew they were going to get him, get it because it's like where Pascal Siakam came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. De'Aaron Fox, he was drafted high. We knew he was going yeah, to do yeah, what he was going to yeah, do. And then D'Angelo Russell had a decent year last year. Then this one just blew up. Pascal would like – he was in the rotation a little bit last year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was in the rotation. He was getting some buckets, but he wasn't starting. And he damn sure wasn't like uh, looking like – hell, a lot of times he was looking like robbing the fucking Kawhi's Batman and shit. A little bit. You know what I'm saying? He saw Kyle yeah. Lowry there. But, you know, Pascal, he just did his thing. And I, and I love his speech he got up there. Talk that African shit, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. I, I just love the whole shit. And um, coach of the year, they gave it to I can't pronounce dude name from the um from the Bucks. Yeah, Budenholzer, Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, and they also got executive of the year, which is a fucking rob because Masai should have got that shit. Masai Jerry, but they gave that to the dude at the Bucks, executive of the year, and um. Shit, MVP was fucking Giannis, and Giannis went up there and gave this great speech. Him and got his brothers with him and shit. That's just trash. Nah, I'm gonna he was lie, crying. he was mad nervous, man. And, he was and, nervous. He was crying. And he wasn't. Man. Yeah, he wasn't. He, he, you know he, what I'm, he, he wasn't. He's not. He's he, he's not the type of dude that wants to be in front of the camera talking. And he's and this is not his first language, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he kind of is is still like trying to build his English up, and so a lot of that was just real tough, tough for him, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I seen that shit, but but the thing that that it was glaring to me when yeah. I watched the awards last night, especially the Giannis portion, was mm-hmm. like, yo, remember when they used to give it during the playoffs? Like when you used to be an MVP and you mm-hmm. like when Allen Iverson got it while he was playing in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that shit used to be dope. And then he would talk to the crowd and it would mm-hmm. be mad hype. And like and he would get everybody hype, but then they'd go out there and ball out. Like that shit would be mad more fun than just standing up there and trying to get everybody trying to mimic or get back to that moment when Kevin Durant said, You're the real MVP and nobody can do it. You know what I mean? Everybody's trying to do it. It's a huge pressure well, moment. They think they can get what? a commercial you know out what? of it and nobody's been able to do it. I say this. I don't think that's the fact because they didn't have this awards for this like the think the third year. Yeah. And the first year they in the first year they had it, Russell Westbrook went up there and he seemed like he ain't really give a fuck. I mean, he gave a pretty decent speech. He was like, Yeah, you know, mom, this is a family love, blah, blah, blah. It's a team, thank you. And he got his shit. And last year, 
James Harden walked up there wearing God knows what. I forget. I think I knew it was something weird. A cowhide so outfit? Had, Do you have a he, cowhide outfit? He had some weird shit. And he had on sun, he had on sunglasses the whole time. And I don't think he I was not moved in the least by the Exactly. But if you listen to how they tried to do it, like they tried, they didn't, didn't try able to pull it off. They maybe nah. maybe all maybe everybody but they're James not good try. at it, yo. Like I'm just telling you, like they've all tried to orchestrate, but it was a natural moment that it came out of Kevin Durant. And he probably didn't even know it was gonna blow up the way that it did. Mm-hmm. None of them, none of these people are they, they don't get paid to do these type of speeches. Kevin Durant's happened to be the best. Everybody's tried to mimic it after that because of commercials. Wait, hold up. Was it really the best or was that just the best bar? Okay, it was the best bar. Whatever you want to call it, though, Joe, that's not even my point. My point Mm -hmm. is the commercialization and the impact that it had after what he did. And nobody's been able to mimic that ever since. And so all you get is some bad speeches of people who who are trying and they shouldn't be trying. They should just get up there and just just get their shit. You know what I mean? Get their shit off. I'll say this. When I said that I like Pascal Siakam going up there talking and he's talking African shit, I yeah. meant that shit. Pascal yeah, Siakam no, I did that. a damn good job. Yeah, and, I, mean, and I appreciate. Yeah, I'm that. talking about the MVP though. You know the one that. Well, like... the MVP. I mean, they gave it to. I mean, they gave it to Giannis. You know? yeah, yeah, no, I'm ready? just saying the speech, yo. Like, yeah, ready to move on because I mean, the yeah, NBA, I'm ready. The, yeah, the I'm NBA ready. awards came out because oh. the NFL did it, and they just tried to copy the NFL. That's really well, I know they did. Nah, they did. No, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm being dead ass serious. First off, the NBA. Did, uh, let me just let you know something, Alex. This is, this is, me, this is me not even. Wrong. Okay, but okay, everything you want to say, but this is not even trying to be funny. Okay, like the NFL awards, the NFL in general is the United States brand. It's the United States thing, right? The NBA and the NBA awards, it's worldwide thing. And so they, what they were trying to do was capitalize off a of worldwide market and get something so everybody can see and, and everybody can get touched, especially when we're in a global market these days. That's what they were both basing So on. then why they just started doing it now? Why hasn't it always been a thing? Because look, look at what we're seeing in the NBA. We just got a, we, we just got a foreigner as, a, as our MVP, a foreigner as our Rookie of the Year. So it's Defensive been player of the year. Yeah, yeah. so wait, player and as a foreigner. They're all and I'm, I'm asking, people. I'm asking a question because I'm not sure. Dirk is Dirk never won MVP. Yeah, he, he won MVP. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he did when it didn't matter. Like it was, it, it, that was. Oh, it definitely didn't matter when he won. Yeah, like you got to think. Was, like now it's different. You got to think that that's they're trying to have this global impact, and it. Yeah. I mean, it's been well. They're not even trying anymore. It's like yeah, I was gonna say they're not trying yeah. to have a global. They have yeah. a global impact. So that's why it's they did. And the, and the whole thing with this award show is just another piece to like keep us fully engaged in the NBA mm-hmm. year round because now and, and for that part for that. Uh, but that piece, I actually do enjoy it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I guess because, you know, it gives me more watch. NBA shit to watch. You know what I'm saying? And I, I got to say, it, it was cool. Shaq did a good job, you know, hosting yeah, it. And I think the players, like, not the big, big name dudes, but some of, like, the, the young cats and, like, the middle-of-the-road dudes that don't really get much shine, Yeah, I think they enjoy it. Like, I see CJ Tuck <laughs> up there getting an award for, like, best sneakers, some dumb shit. R.J. Barrett see, announced the rookie of the year, you know what I mean? Yeah, you get to put, like, faces out like that. You know, R.J. Barrett is with Tiffy Haddish and shit. And, you know, shout out to – I mean, and they had a, they get, get a whole red carpet shit. And, I yeah. mean, it's cool. I mean, I think the players that show up for the shit really enjoy it. Shout out to Taylor Rook. She was wearing the hell out of her dress, you know what I mean? Oh, God. God damn it, man. Anyway, the NBA, dra- the NBA draft – The NBA draft – How you cut off a little Taylor – 
Uh, yo. Which, like, she's about to show love to Taylor. Yo, she deserves it, God. Like, yo, listen, let me let you know something, yo. There's two people out there right now. Oh, my God. This <laughs> this, this lady named Robin Fenty and this lady Ooh. named Taylor Rooks, they out there just showing something to, to for, for brothers, man. It's just like, yo, get in line. Shit. Yeah. Made me want to be a billionaire or something like that. Mm-hmm. Are you doubt yourself? Nah, you got no for real. Like <laughs> they, they, these are the type of women that you change your life for. You look at them and be like, God damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna start getting these millions for that, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And just, and just so you know, uh, I mean, Taylor grew up in Wakanda, but yo, the NBA draft and losers. I know we were on, we were on during the draft. We didn't stay on during the entire draft. Okay, but let's yeah. talk about it. We know, we know the, first the winners. Kind of went, they went in order, so. So We're who do you, who do I winners. think I'll start with the, I'll start with winner I think Atlanta Hawks won. Atlanta Hawks won big. Yeah, I just think that I think they just yeah. Oh, when they picked up uh, uh, what's it, is it the Cam Reddish, DeAndre, uh, yeah, they got DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and they got the home and they got that big that could jump out of the gym and, and you know what I mean so. Yeah, they they really like they maneuvered well. I mean they after the year after getting um getting Trey Young. Yeah, they they're I'm building saying, for their team. Like they're, they're putting split. together for their team. Like so, I, I think they won. Yeah, Atlanta won big, and um, I gotta say, I think we won big. You know, the yeah, Knicks of fans. course. Yeah, I think the Knicks won big. We, we came through because came you know through. we got we got the we got two players. Um, you know, I've been looking into this Iggy kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He been he been um balling. Canada dude, dude, right? Yeah, Canada dude, and Canada. we got Chris Wilkie's. Who went undrafted, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just gonna put it out there, like y'all gonna hear his name again. I'm just gonna put it out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you didn't a, watch UCLA, you know what I mean, then y'all gonna hear his name again. And he was a he was a top um, recruit, recruit, like, yeah, he top, was a very yeah, high recruit. Like so high you know what I mean? And 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 so like I, 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 you know, I like the way he plays. So he remind yeah. me of Ariza a little bit. Yeah, well, those was my type of dudes, man. Six. Seven, six, eight. I think yeah. all small forwards are like in that range, whatever. Fuck. Other other winners in the draft, though, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess you have to say that New Orleans won New because Orleans, they got, yeah. you know, what I mean, I guess you have to say that. Um, yeah, because yeah. they got Zion, but I'm not sure anybody else explicitly won in the draft besides the Hawks. I, I put Hawks number one. Yeah. How, how do you rank the three? Um, as far as teams right now. New mm-hmm. Orleans, um, Atlanta, and the Knicks. Well, yeah, just well, not the teams themselves, but the, the how they did draft wise. I didn't like New I, Orleans. I, I like the, not not taking. I like Atlanta. I, I like Atlanta number one. I I like um, I like uh, Knicks number two, and then New Orleans number three. I think New Orleans, like you know, they couldn't lose. So I I didn't I, I didn't like that they passed on Garland. Well, they didn't need him. What yeah, do you but think you, about. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. But go ahead. They're about, about to play. They're about to play. A, a Jared Culver. Yeah, I don't like Lonzo staying healthy. Did you I like, like Jared Culver? Yeah, but Garland's coming off. Of, yeah, I, I love Jared Culver. He's he's a baller, but I, I like um, DeAndre Hunter a lot better. There's a lot of ballers that I saw drop. You know what I mean? Well, I was, who was one? I mean, obviously, Nazir Little. Yeah, but man. the bigger one is, is um, to me, obviously, is the Bull Bull. And that's you know why I mean? mentioned uh, Cole because they both got picked up by the Timberwolves. So 
You feel the Timberwolves got them a little steal? Bobo, no, I think I, I think you know what? Timeout. Bobo Denver. Denver is the oh. one who wanted the draft. As I was well. about to say, yeah, Yo. because they got yes. basketball got Obama coming yeah. back too. Really, but yeah, but Dem- yeah, so Denver really, really um. And they could even sit Bull Bull out for a year like they did for Porter if they, if they mm-hmm. wanted to. You know what I mean? They will. And so, they will. Yeah. So, they, so what, what, what Denver has been doing is, like, they've been creating one of those teams. They haven't really had to pay anybody. They picked up their franchise player in the second round. You know what I mean? Like, so the team that they've created is just something, is something nuts right now. And, and so it's something to watch. I think Denver, to me, in my mind, no matter what the Lakers do, Denver is the better team in the NBA. Hmm. All right. When you talk about like losers, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Phoenix. Boston. Phoenix. Phoenix definitely. Who did okay, who did Phoenix draft again? Remind me. Cam Jordan. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. I mean yeah, I mean I, I like Cam Johnson, but I, I feel like I feel like Phoenix again, you know, Alex says when I say this, but they're trying to go for it again. <laughs> <laughs> they really believe in Booker. They keep on trying to create these teams, and they keep on trying a different team every year. It's really weird how they do it. And they're going to be heavy out there trying to get a point guard. Um, you're going to see them go for the D'Angelo Russells and the rest of those guys. I think Boston you know I mean? lost. I mean, I don't even know why Boston's relevant. Yeah, you Boston, said you Boston, said what teams yeah. lost. I said I think Boston no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I, no, oh. I'm, I was, you're gonna. I wanted you to to like. Let Elaborate. me know what they did. Yeah, what did Boston do that? Oh, okay, they got they got Romeo Langford. I'm not sure if they kept these people. I'm just naming who they got. They kept Romeo. They got yeah. Romeo Langford. They got Grant Williams. And I don't, yeah, I don't know who they got in round two, but that was their first round pick. That was their that was their first round picks. Uh, I mean, I don't. That, yeah, that you know, like in terms of like players they lost, man. Fucking uh. No, no, I was just kid, strictly kid, talking the, about the draft. I was strictly talking the kid about out of, the kid out of Alabama. Draft. Fucking uh, was it last year? Colin Sexton, that motherfucker yeah. lost because fucking uh, your boy Darius Garland gonna take that nigga job. And they yeah, and I don't know why they did that. Time. I think they're gonna start both of them. I mean, but I, I don't, I don't about know why they did that. Do them like they did CJ and like um, fucking will, Damian Lillard. But I, yeah, they I will, think they're gonna get why. tired of that shit real quick because they're gonna be like, yo, we need somebody. Especially in the East, the when you run all day, when you going yeah. at everybody all day. Like and you really bodying up, like you the East, you can't run niggas. that too low. Like, yeah, nah. like that sounds crazy to me, but I, like that's what they wanted to do. They was talking about that same thing with D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie Irving in the Nets, and I was like, y'all know they bullshitting. Like I know the Nets ain't that stupid. Yo, Cleveland, if Cleveland want to be that stupid, but the, we've seen this before. Two top point guards do not cannot exist in the same space for too long. The Alpha right. Dogs will eat each other. Like you, they they tried to do that when um. My old boy was there when Steph Curry got drafted. My boy Monta Ellis, yeah. Yeah, Monta Ellis. They tried to do every time they try to do this. Every time you got a top point guard, um, and then you tr- draft another point guard, you know, it just never works. Out. Rod Strickland and Mark Jackson, yo, you know what I mean? All the it bullshit just never works out. All the bullshit that Minnesota did that year when they skipped over Curry and drafted who? Johnny Lennon, uh, Rubio. Johnny Flynn, Johnny, yeah. Johnny Flynn, and, 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 Johnny uh, Flynn. They. They draft the point guards every year. The Minnesota was stupid, and and you see, they got nowhere with it. You can't do that in the NBA. You're not going to do that and win. You cannot just continue to draft. If you were drafted, they're drafting nothing but centers, right? Like, like um, 
you know what I mean? If you're drafting nothing but center, then then you could do it. Like I like the way the Lakers kind of um, historically have have done it. What they do is they'll try to draft a a guard, and then they'll find out who the best freaking center in the NBA is because that's not getting hurt, and they'll be like, okay. I want that guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they passed through the time of not getting hurt as a big. You know what I mean? Like, uh, other than that, like, it, it, you can't just get the smallest point on the, the smallest person on the court and you're just going to keep on drafting that position. No, you want to pay cheaply bigger players, more impact players, swing men, like Joe be talking about. Yeah. Yo, you said, what was that point you just made about drafting big men? Oh, yeah. If you can do it, like, like, just listen, I, I have no problem with drafting big men. I, I like the way the Knicks just did it because we drafted our big men in the second round. Denver Nuggets drafted their big men in the second round. What the Lakers do is they wait to see who, um, who's passed through the attrition test. You know what I mean? Didn't get hurt, and then they just buy them. Oh, okay. Did it with, yeah, or trade, or trade for them. <clears throat> buy them or trade for them. All right, but mm-hmm. didn't um, – doesn't – didn't Phoenix go through like three or four years where they just kept dra- they drafted Dragon, then they drafted uh that guy Alex Lynn. Like they just drafted yeah. big men after big men and like nothing. Yeah, but those are different. Those are like different type of um different. Like like Jordan was a power forward. Yeah. Lynn was post up. They you know kind of trying to spread the court, but then they they you know they kind of drafted the wrong type of players for the type of game they mm. wanted to play. But they were different positions, basically. Speaking of draft, did y'all, did y'all catch the the rap battle or the back and forth between uh, what's the kid, uh, Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley, and uh, and uh, Dane Lillard? Yeah, Dane Dollar. Dane Dollar killed, killed, killed him. I mean, he had a better flow and everything. But Marvin, Marvin, mm. Marvin's come, Marvin's first comeback. The beat was good because it was a well. I think it was original. I don't think he. Um, I don't think he plucked that from anywhere. His yeah. flow was off. He kind of sounded, no disrespect to Papoose, but he kind of had a Papoose flow to him. But what he, he was saying some shit, though. Yeah, nah, yeah but he wasn't as dope. Nah, he wasn't as sweet as Dane. The flow was better. The flow, the flow was better. Dane rapped like a rapper. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was on it. Like, he was on it, on it. But I respect Marvin. He came back, you know. I, you know, I ain't mad at him. Yeah, they dapped it up and all that after. Oh, that. they did? <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's what's up. That's what's up. Nah, Demon's Demon's a real rapper. His album is alright. He ain't better than uh, Steven Jackson. Listen to shit like that. Steven Jackson no, put that hot fire. But again, we're gonna be paying attention to the season. Obviously, we got free agency coming up and rumors. I don't know if anybody want to talk, talk talk to that or if we just gonna. I think my thought on free agency is this. I want to give a thought on like Kyrie and how I'm seeing if I, if if what if if I should if I'm supposed to believe what what's going around, especially what came out today with the reason why Kyrie likes the Nets is because they can get to the playoffs without him, you know what I mean, or they can win games without him. And I think watching the the Kawhi plan this year, I think load management is going to be a thing yep. with superstars. I think I think it's going to be two super. I think it's going to be two superstar teams and load yep. management. Yeah, you know what? I ain't even mad at it because I'm no, tired of seeing niggas like fucking Kawhi. When he, well, I mean, he, he got fucked up when Vlad uh, put his foot down and shit. But I hate seeing like motherfuckers just hurt like that, like in the hand. And like I feel if like Chris Paul 
when he went down in that um, Houston series where they had the Golden State Warriors kind of on the ropes was that a year or two ago? Oh, yeah. It's like shit like that. It's like, I don't know if it was a freak accident that couldn't be avoided or if, you know, if maybe set out like 10 games and during the regular season, he would have been a little more healthy. I don't know. I mean, and also what what I'll say is this, man. It's It's been players not trusting teams lately, like, like Iggy, I think yeah. he's like you know he's warriors for he life said, and shit, right? Like, but but he just but he just said yo they misdiagnosed him, and uh, you know what I mean? And, and like he said, it, thought it was one thing, and then it ended up being like a fracture or some shit like that. And it just immediately made you think about how what they KD. what they said to um, mm-hmm. KD, and it's like yo Kawhi is right. Like you can't really listen to these teams anymore. So if you go into a team. You want that lower management shit. You want to be under that lower management plan, yo. Like I, I, I kind of agree with that shit. Then all you gotta do is just get to the, get me to the playoffs, man. I win. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. I think they on that type of shit. Right. Now, before we get off shit, man, that fucking uh, Kyrie shit, man. That's some pussy ass shit, man. If what? That's what you going for? Yeah. Go for the go for yeah. a team that's like that you know can make the playoffs. Oh, got you, like, got you, got you. Like Yo, Ky- Ky- I'm going to come clean. Kyrie, I mean, the more that they dig into it, like, I didn't know certain things about Kyrie that I'm hearing now. Like, he went, like, like about a month or a month and a half never speaking to his teammates unless it was on the court. Yeah. Like, I didn't know shit like that. Like, that's weird shit to me. I don't know. Ron Artest, you do the same thing, my G. No, nah, but, Ron, but, but, yeah, but Ron, Artest, <laughs> Ron Artest isn't your, isn't your, you know what I'm saying, isn't your leader. In a sense, shit. shit. I, I'm just shit. saying he wasn't. He was a voice but on that Pacer team. On the Pacer team, yeah. But I'm just saying on the teams where he mattered the most, and I'm talking about the Lakers, and at times though some of those Rockets teams. No, he didn't do it right. in the Lakers. But yo, but but here's the thing, man. But you know, I was Kobe and on him. But like, here's the thing, man. It's like, it's like this, man. Kyrie, he looking funny under the light because. You don't choose the JV team, you know what I mean? And that's the thing I got with with um with with KD. Like KD, like I under I would understand him not going back to the Warriors, especially if you worried about them misdiagnosing you and all the rest of the shit like that. Like they did a lot a, a lot of funny shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, but does KD really take fifty million less to go to the lesser team in New York? Like I feel like KD is an unpredictable soul. So and but I don't think he'll do stupid shit. Right. Like- you know what I mean? Like and 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 I feel like that would be stupid for a KD. That would well, be well, stupid. It would be stupid to go by himself. I think. Uh, or nah, with anybody. Else. Listen, no, no. It was anybody. Let me just break break it down for you, y'all. Jason Kidd was taking them niggas to the NBA Finals regularly, mm-hmm. Eastern Conference yeah. Finals yeah, yeah, regularly. Yeah, yeah. Nobody freaking cares. Like can't, nobody cares. I went to. I went to. I've, I've been to games yeah, me in the too. finals. I was going I to, I went to like, yeah, nigga, I was, I went to games in the finals. It cost like five dollars. Yeah, I cared. I was in like <laughs> two or three of the motherfuckers. I was like two or three different like finals. Yeah, man, that was. Yeah. Oh well, okay, it wait. Was, it was weird. Let, maybe then, I misunderstood you. Were you saying KD going to the Knicks or KD going to the Nets? No. Oh, okay, got Nets. you. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I got you. Be, Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> That would be small of him. That would like KD cannot do that and and be looked at the same. Not if your issue was you were over there and and um people were saying you was looking funny over the light under the light in the in the Warriors land, and then you go to the JV squad. Now, nah, nigga, we don't care no more. Mm, okay, yeah. I got you. I got you. But you know me. I've been. I, I'm. I'm still firm on KD coming to New York. I'm not all for that. 
I think he's unpredictable. I think he's just as likely to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Like <laughs> you could be right. You could I be think, right. I think it's yeah, Nick. I think he's I think yeah. I believe. I'm, I'm, it depends I'm, on how much he want to like. How much he want to be like great beyond like that team. I'm seventy five percent in that he's leaving the Warriors, yeah. especially after Iguodala said today. I'll read you what he said. He said, "When you heard Iguodala say they told me it was a bone bruise, but it was really a fracture." The first thing that comes to mind is Kevin Durant, and it's like was that that Broussard tweet, nigga? Yeah, yeah, the Broussard tweet. Mm -hmm. It's like they told him it was a bone. They told the Warriors staff said it was a bone bruise, but it was a fracture. Nope. Now KD has to miss a year of his life. Yeah, it's funny. Did he say that on the Breakfast Club today? No, no, the breakfast, no, no, the breakfast club. He sung their praises. Oh, okay. Said they had a had a great staff over there. He he said none of that shit. Oh, okay. He, he said he said he had. He probably making up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably already said it. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> last night. That's why. Because you know he been everywhere. He been he you know he's on CNBC. So like he's everywhere. Talk about the book. Because like after no but yeah but yeah talking about his book because after he said nobody's going to the Knicks. I've been looking for that interview because he was all on Twitter saying, saying telling everybody that, that they um that they took that out of context and they need to listen to the rest of the quote or the rest of what he said. You know, I, I don't I can't well, I hear the, the rest of what yeah, he I said. I just saw that clip when he said that. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. And then at the end of the end of the Breakfast Club interview, he said that they, we ain't getting nobody. So, <laughs> oh yeah, he said y'all ain't getting nobody. Yeah, because Envy probably asked, you know, that's corny ass. As you know. But yo, right. respect everybody. I appreciate y'all listening. We, excuse me. We yo, 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 but nah, before we go out, we got to say, you know, a rest in peace to the greatest all time, Michael Jackson. It's been 10 years since he right. passed. Like, all right. Let me shout out the boy. Let me shout out the boy. Happy birthday, Tom Anthony Bourdain, too. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 he's the international Zen master. Told everybody, taught everybody that cultures, you know what I mean, around the world matter and opened up doors and eyes to different cultures and ideas through food, you know what I mean? I respect the God. Can I show up? Also, also uh, uh, we got shot the 23rd anniversary of Jay-Z first album, Reasonable Doubt. I mean, it just mm-hmm. happened to be on this date we recorded, so I mean, ain't no big thing since the 23rd. Two more years, 25, hope we do that shit big, whatever. But, um, yeah, you know. That's a good question. Whatever. Nah, you could you could ask the question to me anytime. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I asked a whole bunch of people this question. I've asked this question for years of people. Since we're talking about Michael Jackson, what's better, Thriller or Off the Wall? Off the Wall. Off the Wall. Off the Wall. Thank you. Thank you. Off the Wall. You know what? It's easy. You know what? Thank you. Off the Wall. I was listening to like Thriller a lot. It's kind of there, but I, I gotta go with my first shit off the wall. It, it is kind of it's, off the, it's off the wall. Joe just will use extra words to come back yeah, to but the no, 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 no. It's off the wall. I'm, no, it's my thought process though. Because I used to be like, why okay. niggas love Thriller so much? Then I yeah. re-listen. No, to it's great. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. It's great, yeah, but. No, niggas love Thriller so much because yeah. it's a worldly album. Off the yeah, wall, yeah, yeah. Off the wall has yeah. a different, has a completely different feel to it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah, off the wall is nuts. Yep. You, you that, off the wall came yep. out today, and yep. that shit is yep. gone. Yep. Yeah, well, we got another, another shout out before we go. We got a shout out Taylor Rooks. <laughs> oh my god! Just and Rihanna, yo, have you seen what you, yo Rihanna's been out there wearing her own clothes, and she dressing just for us. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Yo, so Rihanna's the creative player. It might be it might be creation A and creation B. Mm-hmm. 
God just said, oh, we're going to have two of them at one time, Taylor Rooks and Rihanna. Oh, yeah, God bless him. Beautiful. Joe, and anyone you know else, any, Joe right is there anyone else you want to shout? Someone from the, uh, you know, vintage community? Oh, you, oh, okay. So you letting it go. Okay, no problem. What, the Amorosa shout out? Well, I sound, Amorosa, I think I did, but shout out to Amorosa, man. She's doing great. Things. She don't belong in this conversation. Nah, Amorosa is good, man. Yeah, she's good. She just doesn't belong in this conversation. I this think she does, about, right? man. We just, we just mentioned Taylor Rooks. And, all right, I'm going to do a one, got to go. Taylor Rooks, Amorosa, and Rihanna. All right, why you got to do that? Amorosa. <laughs> so then let's go, man. Let's move on, man. <laughs> Amorosa, 45 years old, man. She's still killing it. Yo, man. by she's the way, she's lying. She's lying. Get it. But yo, I want to thank y'all for listening. Episode 22, man. We got to clap it up for ourselves. Clap it up for ourselves. Episode 22. Mm-hmm. We out here rolling. Appreciate y'all listening. Again, we are on all the wow. praise, all the smoke. You can get us, get, excuse me, get at us at Better Than You Pod. We want all the praise, we want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. Wow. Yeah.